All right, and welcome back to another episode of Two Buds, One Rose with Jack and Amy as your hosts. We are very excited this week. We had a lot of drama in paradise. We had so much drama in paradise. I am back in studio, everybody. I apologize once again for the not-so-great audio, but you know what? I, I'm glad to be back. Also, Jack and I want to clear the air on something that some friends have said. Um, Jack and I are not dating. <laughs> Jack and not I dating. were just two best friends. We're like brother and sister. Um, Libby, his girlfriend, made some great commentary about this week's episode, and then my boyfriend edits our podcast, so we are one big happy family. All right. <laughs> We've cleared the air. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Um Besides like two big events happening, there wasn't much filler in between, which will be great. So then we'll focus on two nightmares today. Um, our episode starts off with Kendall entering the chat. As we predicted, uh, Serena and Joe were having a great time. And all of a sudden, Kendall shows up. So Jack, what happened? So yeah, so Kendall shows up and obviously her and Joe have history. They dated for a pretty long time off the show. So they met, I think, two seasons of Paradise ago and have dated on and off for a while. Um, and then recently broke up, and that's kind of what got grocery store Joe back on the island. But she shows back up. You know, him, Joe, and, and Serena have been hitting it off well. They've had a really good relationship going. Seem to be one of the stronger relationships, I think, definitely after after this week. We can 100% say that Joe and Serena are one of the stronger. I don't think they're super solid, but definitely one of the stronger relationships there. There's no one who's like super strong, but if I I would agree. Like they're the only one that kind of makes sense. Well, Riley Marissa too, but mainly. Yeah, no one Abigail. Yeah. But, but I, Joe I, I and Serena are up there. Joe, yeah. So Kendall shows up and obviously now that puts kind of a a weird twist on things because especially like we talked, I think two episodes ago, you know, the way that Kendall and Joe broke up with really it just seeming to be kind of disagreements over location. That is kind of, you know, I feel like a, a breakup that it's almost like we're, it, it wasn't like they had some huge blowout of like arguments and like fighting or like cheating or something like that. That's kind of like something you can't come back from. They still seem to love each other. Like yeah. that's definitely evident. And it seems that it's really only breaking down to location, which God bless you, Serena P, because you're in Canada, but I don't think it'll be that bad. But Because I we talked about this earlier off the podcast, but I think if you really, really, really love someone and want to make it work, you will travel whatever distance it means to make that work. And I just don't think Kendall and Joe had that drive to make that work. And to hear her say, like, I wasn't just going to move across the country for some guy. And Joe said, I hope I'm more than just some guy. Kind of broke my heart. So... I definitely miss the relationship, but I'm excited to see what's coming next for both of them as they kind of move forward without each other. Yeah, and it, it was it was interesting to see because I think at least it came off to me like Kendall was definitely more interested in Joe than than Joe is in Kendall, especially Absolutely. part of it is probably, I'm sure, Joe and Serena kind of hitting it off now. So it was definitely interesting to kind of see that conversation unfold on the beach and see Kendall at least from Joe's point of view, kind of looking at the relationship through a little bit of rose colored lenses of just, you know, Hey, you're, you're not remembering things correctly. Like we did fight a lot. And then there was arguments and the, the biggest thing it seemed kind of going back to what, what you said, Amy of like, you know, if, if that's your person, you know, moving to Chicago shouldn't be like a deal breaker. You know, I, I feel like at least if, if that's truly like who you think you're meant to be with and, and to Joe's credit, you know, he was just basically saying like, look, you didn't even try. It'd be different if you at least like had tried living in Chicago, like at least moved out there for a month or two, you know, given it a chance, but just not being open to it when it clearly seems to be something that's very important to Joe. That seems to me to be an issue. Now, I, I think there might be more to it than just like location. Like I want to get it. I don't know why she hates Chicago. I mean, granted, as a St. Louis proud St. <laughs> Louisan, I totally understand the Chicago hate Kendall, but at the same time, you know, I, I do think there's probably a little more to it than just like the, the city itself. Like, I'm sure it's probably more like family related or like. I think so, too. I think she's a part of L.A. And if you're a bachelor celebrity, being in L.A. is like a staple. So maybe she's thinking, well, 
maybe it's a career aspect too. Like, yeah, I why, like- why does Joe have to be in Chicago? Why can't they be in LA? And maybe, cause Joe strikes me as someone who's very much like not LA. He seems like someone who he's just, he's a Chicago guy. He used to own a grocery store. That's my really horrible Chicago accent. I'm sorry to all my Chicago family and friends. Yeah. Like Joe, Joe is like a hot dog and a bag of chips guy. And Kendall Absolutely. is like a kale juice. Yeah. So that, that I think, I think Chicago is just like a, easy way to bundle up kind of all of their, you know, personality differences. And maybe that I'm, I'm sure there's something more there than just Chicago. Cause we kind of heard her mention it. It'd be like, Oh, you know, I have my reasons for not being in Chicago. And we've talked about that, but clearly that that is like a deal breaker for Joe. And if, you know, in a relationship like they, you just have deal breakers like that. And if the other person's not willing, you know, that that's going to cause an issue. But that was something that, that I kind of had my eye on to see if Kendall was going to show up and be like, look, I'm willing to try Chicago. I think that conversation goes very differently if she's like, hey, I'm willing to move. I know that was the reason why we broke up. I'm willing to give give your hometown a chance. I want to like, I don't want to lose you, but we didn't really see that. So I feel like Serena, at least for now, and I'm probably, this is going to be like coldest take on the planet. Like don't, don't come back a week later and be like, you were wrong. But I feel <laughs> like at least Joe and Serena are somewhat safe because of that. I'd be a lot more concerned about jo- Joe and Serena if Kendall had come in being like, yeah, I'm willing to try Chicago. The reason we broke up, I, I feel like we can eliminate that. Let's try and rekindle it. Yeah, I don't know if they've had that conversation yet between Joe and Serena, but I think if Serena is willing to move to Chicago or move to the United States, because I assume she's still in Toronto, um, I think that's huge for their relationship. And I think that's the validation that Joe will need, especially making that decision moving forward. It's like Serena, and we might not even see that on camera, and that might be a fantasy suite behind the scenes thing, but I truly don't think Joe will get engaged unless he gets that validation that I will move for you. I will be there with you. Because I really don't think that'll be how it's going to end unless they make that commitment either on screen or off screen, because obviously that seemed to be the straw that broke the camel's back between that really past relationship. All right. Now we both said a lot of positive things about Brendan prior to this episode. And I just want to note that I don't like Brendan anymore. I I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm really mad at what all happened, but so after the Kendall part, Piper enters the beach and Piper spends no time even pretending that she's going to look for anybody else. She says in the ITM, hey, um, I'm here to see Brendan, like finger snap, walks down the beach, walks straight to the table. It's like, hey, guys, I'm Piper. And then shows she has a date card without even like really fully reading the date card. She's like, Brendan, will you go on a date with me now? In most instances, you'll always see like, hey, guys, my name is such and such. Like, I have a date card. Like, let's read it. And they're like, oh, like, sometimes they'll even grab a girl and see what the setup is. She didn't even do that. She didn't even talk with any other guys. I'm like Piper and Brendan. Did you not read your script before you came down here? Like, this is the biggest Bachelor fail that I've ever witnessed. And we'll get into the followers and the being there for the right reason stuff. But if you're going to pretend... You need to communicate with one another how it's going to go down. She could have at least pulled him, talked to him about the situation, and then gone on the date. Well, and it was already a thing that was kind of known on the beach. You know, we've seen people on the beach talking, hey, word on the street is that Brendan and Piper were dating coming into this. And then all of a sudden, Piper shows up and, like you said, doesn't even go talk to any other guys, doesn't even ask to talk to Brendan for a little bit. She literally, she's like, oh, I already know. Brendan, will you come on this date with me? So it was just it was just obvious at that point. And it's and his fake shock look like I wasn't expecting this. I'm like, please, can Greg Grippo get in here and give him some acting lessons? Like it is horrible. Yeah. And and for me, too, it's and we talk about it a lot. And for me, it's it's the honesty piece. Right. It's it's one thing to use somebody or like be manipulative that that stuff we see on the show. Like that's that's part of almost like we call it playing the game of, of Bachelor getting that rose. So like it's it's something that happens, you know, I'd love to assume every single person was there is there for the right reasons, but people go on the show to get followers like that. That's a huge part of bachelor nation. And and as much as anyone says like, Oh, I'm truly here for the right reasons. Every single one of them has it in the back of their head. Like, yeah, this is going to help me get famous. This is going to help me gain, you know, followers. This is going to help me establish a modeling career, Wh- whatever it is they're trying to do. There's, there's always some other end game, kind of an ulterior motive beyond just finding love at the end of the day though. Like what, what really annoys me as a fan or not 
not even as a fan, but just as like a human is like just the lack of honesty around it. And just how literally like one second before he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'd go on a date. Like if somebody else showed up and then like the second Piper shows up like, oh yeah. If I think if Brendan had played it differently where he's like, look, I'm not really feeling super solid about this relationship or at least, you know, not done as much as he did to like reassure Natasha or like tell her like, yes, everything's fine. The, the whole just idea of him being like, yeah, everything's great. Like, and then Piper shows up, boom, like I'm going somewhere else. Like if he had at least told her like, Hey, I feel like we're just not super solid or I'm, I'm, there's something missing. Like, I think we can get there maybe like it's different to like leave someone on the hook rather than just like fully like lying to them, being like all the way in and being like, yeah, like this is like, we're one of the stronger relationships. Like he's such a liar. Like the entire time, like rewind an episode or two back that he's like, we've had much, we've had deeper combos than Piper and I've ever had. And then he goes back to say the same thing again. Well, Piper and I have a deeper connection. What? Like you said literally an episode ago that Natasha, you and I have had deeper conversations and we have a deeper connection. Like this man is the worst actor I've ever seen in my entire life. And you know what? He actually is an actor. Like if you Google him, his occupation is an actor. And I, I'm I'm just dumbfounded by the lack of self-awareness, but not even like even self-awareness, like the rem- lack of remorse he has in the whole situation that Natasha was a casualty in his and Natasha, his and Piper's plan, excuse me. Um, and I just, I, 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 I just can't even. So they go on their date and the entire time I'm taking notes of what they're saying. And at first I'm thinking, oh, Brendan's not too horrible because he's kind of saying to Piper, like, you know what? Like Natasha and I built this connection. Like I really like was taking a chance on this experience. And in a way in the conversation, he was downplaying him and Piper's relationship. And then she even says to him, I don't get why you're downplaying it. He switches it up then starts to talk like, hey, like I had to do what I had to do to stay here, like get a rose each week, like in order for you to be here. And it was so like, you just saw a complete shift in his face. And I was sitting there like, okay, like two seconds ago, I kind of got what he was saying. And now I don't. It was the weirdest date because for me, it almost seemed like they had a script planned out of, of Brendan being like, okay, like I'm going to find somebody, I'm going to lead them on just to like stay in the game until you show up. And then once you show up, like you and me will couple up and we'll get a bunch of followers. And then, and then we- they get that date and Brendan is like kind of like playing that part still. And he's like, you know, like me and Natasha, like we had some things going. And then like, it almost seemed like Piper like was like thinking that Brendan was like actually in a Natasha. And then that's, that's when Brendan too. was like, oh no, no, no. Like just kidding. Like Seriously, like the game plan's still on, basically. That's like, what I thought. And it was because I was sitting there. I don't know if it was weirdly edited or what happened. Yeah, because, he almost messed it up with Piper. Yeah, because you saw the look on her face because she said verbatim, oh, I don't get why you're downplaying the relationship. And I think Brennan's pilot tried like, wink, wink, Piper, this is a part of the plan. Like, I was trying to make Natasha, like, make people believe that I actually like Natasha, but I'm still here for you because I tried to pretend my way to stay here. And then she freaking says... Thank you for playing the game. And I lost it. Like, you guys already know, I'm a huge Game of Roses podcast fan, and they analyze this show like an NFL football game. Jack, if you haven't listened to their podcast, you would love them. Like, they talk about it through such an analytical statistic standpoint that, and they said this was the craziest episode they've ever watched. And it's true because everything they talk about on that podcast and everything I talk about even on here, all about the followers, pretending like you don't know each other, building relationships outside of the bubble. And we're finally seeing that break. And I don't know how producers are going to react to it because we both agreed. We've said this from literally the first day of the podcast. People don't go on there for the right reasons. We all know that. But it's the unspoken rule that you don't talk about Instagram followers, fame, and becoming the bachelor, bachelorette, whatnot. I have never seen more fails in my entire life than I did in this episode. Thomas looks like an angel. So blatant about it. Like, they're just the fact that they're just like openly discussing on their date, like, yeah, we're going to get so many followers. And like that. Speaking of producers, like that's where I feel like the producers did kind of do them dirty, where the producers are like, you know what? Like, fine, you guys played the game. Brendan, you managed to get a rose this long. You know what? Like, we're going to do it. Like, 
we're just going to air out the times when you think you're not on. And like Brendan, we, we caught him after the date, him and Piper are sitting on that day bed and they're literally sitting there discussing like, what was your follower count before coming on here? Like, Oh, you were at this. Like, what do you think it's going to go up to? And like, they're sitting there like literally mentioning their number of followers and then looking at what it's going to go up. And it's just so blatantly in everyone's face of like, yeah, we're strictly here to get followers. So when Piper said to Brendan that Serena had brought up how much screen time she was getting and her name was just even being brought up, I was just dumbfounded that the fantasy of this bubble and this game has finally been broken. Like you and I, like we talk about this, we realize the reality of Instagram followers, fame, sponsored content, all that good stuff. But I think what makes us love the show so much is that we kind of believe in this fake process that people find love and that there's drama and chaos. And I just, it made me so angry and how Brendan was like muffling his mic and being like, Oh my God. I'm like, I don't even remember. It's like, it was like social suicide or I don't know what the term was that he used, but he was, he was essentially admitting in the mic, like, Oh, I've already effed up enough. Like it's whatever at this point. And I can't even believe it. Also, the commentary by Riley and Marissa and Deandra at the pool, because they're watching them this entire time, like, do they realize none of us can see them and that we that they look like a whole-ass couple right now? Because everyone on that beach was like, so it went from Brendan saying, hey, we're in, I'm not dating her, to have you been married for three months now? Because you sure are acting like it. Well, and two, and we get really early on, we get, you know, Natasha kind of confronts Brendan like initially and is like, hey, like, why do you feel like you need to go on this date? And Brendan's like, you know, like, I'm just trying to keep my options out, like kind of gives a standard Bachelor in Paradise line when you want to go on a date, but don't necessarily want to lose like a current relationship you have. You're just like, look, I'm just going to go on this, like explore all my options. And I came here to be like super open. So that's what I'm going to do. And then like, when we get to the second confrontation after this kind of all comes out that they're like that Brendan is picking Piper because of course they, they've been a couple all this time. And Natasha, I thought asked a great question of, well, if, if somebody else comes down tomorrow and offers you a date card, like, would you accept it? And he was like, well, you know, I think out of fairness to Piper, I don't, I don't think I would. And it's like, dude, you're, you're an you're idiot. You're a piece of shit. Like, I'm sorry, Brendan. This is your downfall. This is the ticket to your downfall from you saying that and saying to Natasha two days ago, I'm here for you. And then Piper shows up and then, Oh, I don't want to ruin the process. Ugh. Yeah, and, and this is what's hard about being a, a fan is especially it's hard to get attached to characters or like almost be a fan of, of the characters on the show. It's because we never know the full story. And especially like, yeah, like we both liked Brendan, I would say, before a this lot. week, before Piper showed up. Like we both were big Brendan fans. Like I, he was one of my favorites on on Tasha's season. And, Absolutely. You know, like. Queen Tasha probably saw something in that that we didn't see in her season, which is why it didn't go well between them. But I haven't watched the clickbait or listened to it yet. But apparently, like Tasha and Natasha, because they're both hosts on that podcast with Joe, apparently they talked about it. Because I think Tasha like kind of saw through Brendan in that moment and kind of had hinted to it, like, yeah, there's something off with Brendan in that moment. Like, and most people have said, like, I thought he was too good to be true, and honestly, I think this proved it to be like Brendan knows he's hot. Brendan knows he can get whoever he wants, and Brendan's really only in it to make Brendan look better. Yeah, and exactly. So that Which yeah. you can't blame a person. And so I will say that. Like, I'm not upset about the followers' fame and all that stuff. What I'm upset about is the manipulation of Natasha. Natasha was a casualty in this relationship. And Natasha is if you also look at it, Natasha has more influence on the bat on Bachelor Nation. She didn't have that many followers to begin with, but she's on a Bachelor-oriented and networked podcast. She's best friends with like Becca Kufrin and all these other people who have a lot of power in ABC. So why did you make someone who has a name in Bachelor Nation a casualty? Because all you did was mess up your follower count and mess up your reputation because Natasha did not deserve that. People are fighting back saying, well, Natasha knew Piper. Everyone in Bachelor Nation knows knows everyone and they live in the same city. So they were bound to hang out. 
I mean, this will relate over to the Jacenia and Alana thing. Like, just because you hang out with someone does not mean you're best friends. It does not mean, like, best friends backstab each other all the time. Like, it happens in the real world, people. And well, Natasha did not deserve the way she got treated. The good news is Brendan and Piper both actually ended up losing followers. So after many. It. So that, that's the good news is there is some justice in them. the world. I never followed them to begin with. But. Well, Two Buds and uh, Amy <laughs> unfollowed them. But so, and we talk about playing the game, right? And and to me, this is where, you know, I get I get mad at Brendan. And, and this is where I'm, I'm not a Brendan fan anymore is for me, it'd be one thing if if he was playing the game and kind of leading Natasha along. But the way he kind of reassured her throughout at every time she had a question or, you know, like was questioning their their strength of their relationship, that and, and every single point was like, no, like we're one of the strongest. We talk about great things like, yeah, some of the other guys here, they're just trying to get a rose to see who else shows up like that's not me. It's like the blatantly lying, which I could even maybe move past that. The, the part where I really was like, all right, Brendan, like crossed a line was when after it kind of like cards on the table, like Brendan and Piper, they're already a thing. And Natasha basically goes to like break up with Brendan essentially, or at least like kind of close the, the book on it a little bit. And just the way Brendan was, was talking to Natasha of just like denying it, like just, Oh, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like me and Piper are just really, really strong. And like, Oh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, we, like just maybe you have selective hearing like that line to me, I thought was just, what an asshole. Like, just no other way to say it. The fact that he said that Natasha had no viable prospects, that's a deplorable human to me. I'm sorry for you to say that this woman, who is, like, gorgeous, funny, talented, has no viable prospects, get the fuck out. I'm sorry. I'm so over Brendan and him thinking that he had so much more power in this relationship when you realize like you took advantage of somebody who did not deserve this and she should bite his head off like a praying mantis. Yeah. So Brendan and Piper, hopefully, you know, the beach mom kind of comes after them next week because we saw basically this exact same thing happen again with two people that no one cares about. Yeah. I, it was so frustrating as a fan. And even the trailer, you thought it was going to be about Brendan and Piper. Like, hell yeah, yeah, they're going to get him. And they're talking about Chris and Alana. Chris was a night one guy, and I thought Alana was a night one girl. I'll give her some credit. She was a week two girl. Not much better. But let's just get into it. So, so the second night, we get a, a group date, which those are actually fun. I actually enjoy it. We, we've said before too. we don't like the like solo dates because it's just kind of boring. We're like, get back to the island, give us the drama. Well, we get a group date, and basically it's just a nightclub. Yeah. I will also say this is, I think, the only two episodes that Jack and I have fully watched all the dates. Maybe not all of Thomas and Becca's, but for the most part, like this is a, a big point for Two Buds, One Rose podcast. We actually watched the dates because we cared. But so they get into the nightclub. Um, we have a new host, Titus. He's throwing a tight ass party. Um, and as you know, they're not going to invite everyone to the party. They've done this before. We're going to invite a solid couple or two. So like no one, Abigail got invited. Uh, Joe was Joe invited. Joe was not invited. Um, Riley was invited. Riley was invited, which side note, just for a second, I thought Marissa just like freaking out on the beach, like at the thought that maybe Riley might be like going out with another woman woman. And she's like crying her eyes out on the beach when it's like Riley was very well behaved. I hope, especially if they are together to this day, her seeing that episode like would just show the amount of respect that she has for Riley. Cause honestly, I mean, Riley got a little hot headed at the end of that episode, but I mean, he He's a man of virtue. He does not like men acting disgusting. And I mean, I was, he was like hyping the ladies up like, hell yeah, Debbie, get it. Like, I just, I loved it so much. He was, I really like him. Yeah. He was just having a good time. He He's having, like, look, he was enjoying I, the party. I feel solid with Marissa. Like she's my person. I'm, I don't, none of these other people like, mm -hmm. you know, why, why go to the store when I don't need anything? I got, and, I got and, food at home. And I think, yeah, Marissa was just freaking out because of the whole just anything, which we're getting there. Um, and Tammy doesn't get to go to the party, but Thomas does. And Thomas and Tammy, I think, are a short-lived thing, obviously, after tonight's episode. And Tammy's so dumb. I love her. But she's like, oh, 
go have fun at the party. But if you kiss somebody, like, I'm going to kill you. It's like, okay. Like, it's telling your boyfriend, have a good time at the bachelor party. But if you lay one hand on a woman, I'm going to murder you. It's like, if you don't want them to go and you're that self-conscious of something possibly happening, of them talking to another woman, meeting someone else, maybe have a conversation with them, an adult communication conversation where you're saying, hey, I really like our relationship, and I think if someone wanted to pursue it and really wanted to be with that person, they wouldn't go. Like, I think Riley just wanted to have a good time and go, but honestly, Thomas probably thought, hey, maybe there'll be some other people there too, which you should. It's about meeting new people. But if Tammy really wanted Thomas to stay, I think she could have convinced him to stay. So I think, Tammy, you should have tried a little bit more to get your man to stay if you wanted him. Yeah, I don't I don't think Thomas and Tammy were a very strong relationship. So even Neither if Tammy I. had said, like, I think you should stay, I still think Thomas probably would have gone on the date. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to kind of feel bad for Tammy because, I mean, she kind of did the same thing to Aaron almost. She dug her own like, grave. She literally, it's like, as much as we, like, don't like Aaron, it's like Aaron was kind of right this week when he's like, yeah, like, literally, like, that's exactly, like, what she did to me. So, like, I don't feel bad for her. So, like... You know, like, I don't really feel bad for Tammy that, like, Thomas is going, like, Thomas, because, and I hate that I'm, like, keep coming to Thomas's defense because I legitimately don't like him. But, like, he was never, like, in Tammy's ear, at least not that we saw, being like, yeah, like, you're you're it. Like, I don't need to even, like, go explore anything else. Like, I don't think we've seen him say that yet. So. I feel like we're evil Kermit and good Kermit, and I'm evil Kermit. Like, Thomas is not that bad. And you're yeah, like, you're Thomas definitely evil Kermit. <laughs> um. So four new ladies show up and only two actually make an impression because I swear Titus said like not everyone will get to come back that's new, but I don't remember. I heard that, but I don't know if all the rest of them are going to show up, but Chelsea and Alana made an impression. Chelsea, our supermodel, I think she's wonderful. She was involved in the drama in Matt James season, but again, I'm starting a new clean slate. She's best friends of Piper, so I don't know what that says about her own personal choices in life, but you know what? Clean slate, I'll let her have her cake. Um, Alana, when she came in, again, I had no idea which season she was on. I had to Google it. She was Matt James season two, but I did recognize her because she went on the infamous San Diego trip which Jesenia was on. And so, like I mentioned before, the whole Natasha knowing Piper and Jesenia knowing Alana, just because two people are in the same group hanging out does not mean they're best friends or what happened. Because everyone was, I even said like, oh, did Jesenia and Chris have a relationship beforehand? And I think Jesenia clarified that Jesenia liked Chris at the San Diego trip, but it was Alana who was quote unquote throwing herself at Chris. So there's obviously some tension there from the get-go. So Lana walks in and Chris sees her and I have never seen like a more fatal mistake almost as close as Brendan's than what he did. He did a classic. So he literally just starts making out with yeah. her in the club. Like uh, it's like a drunken middle of the dance floor makeout. It's like, like if you're at a nightclub, you're with someone else. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, pretty girl this way. Like it's like. There was no connection between the two. And the worst part about it is that he was saying the episode prior that him and Jesenia have such a good connection and that they're such a strong couple. If you're using the term strong couple and then you're just going to leave that person next week, you're an idiot. Like, it's one thing if you're a single person, like, to just go and, like, have a makeout session with someone in the middle of the dance floor. Like, again, like, you know what? Like, go for it. We're a very open-minded podcast. Like, you do you. Like, whatever makes you happy. dating. But it almost is like borderline, like it almost came off. It, I know it's like not cheating technically, but it like it was borderline like cheating on Jesenia to like on the one hand be like, yeah, we have a super strong relationship, even though like it's still basically like the talking phase. You know, they're not necessarily like completely together, like define what they are. But at the same time, it's like, okay, it's clear that, you know, you were telling Jesenia this. And then the second, you don't even have a conversation with Jesenia first. She literally just walks in and sees you just making out with this other girl. Like, how how is she supposed to take that any other way besides than just, like, what a horrible person? It's really bad. I'm sorry. I was just having – I was dying there for a second. I could not breathe. <laughs> it was so horrible. And like you even said, it's like, it's not cheating, but the fact that Jesenia sat down Ivan and said, hey, I really want to explore things with Chris. Let me go do that. 
She put her faith into Chris, knowing that she was leaving a great guy. And then for Chris to not even sit down with her and say, hey, Jacenia, I kind of like Alana. Like, there was no conversation happening between the two. Like, I don't, like, did you see anything before he started making out? No, it, and, and it might have been cut. So so maybe it's always possible that there's stuff that, that goes on that we don't see. But no, it, from the timeline it looked like for us was, she oh, walked in. Jacenia and Chris go to the club. Oh, in walks four new girls, Alana being one of them. Oh, Alana grabs Chris and they go off. Next thing you know, they're making out. Jacenia walks out and sees it. So it's, that's not a good look. And- you know a producer was like, hey, Jacenia, can you go upstairs for a second? Like, I think Chris is up there. And she probably walked up there trying to go grab Chris and then finds them making out. And I don't want to come for Alana. I don't want to come for Chris on, like, I get it. You want to date each other. But just because you're on a dating show does not mean that you can treat people with such little respect especially someone who in in their terms was coupled up. I just think like I'm not slut shaming or anything like that, but I just if you want to make out with someone and maybe they did talk, like maybe just disclose like hey Jacenia, like I kind of want to explore things with Alana too. But it did not seem like that cuz exploring and then going from 0 to 100 in the same bit are not the same thing cuz all of a sudden you look at the dance floor and there's some performance happening. Was it Olivia Holt? I think it was. I'm not sure. <laughs> you look over and Chris's tongue is just like down Alana's throat. And Riley's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and keep in mind, this is not like a crowded club with like a hundred people this packed like in on the dance floor. People. Yeah, this is like nine people on a dance floor. Like this is <laughs> this could not be more obvious. Like just such a different energy than the rest of the club has. Like everyone else is just kind of like dancing, having a good time, like t- having casual conversations. And then meanwhile, you just have Chris and Alana in the corner making out. Like, If you've ever been to like a silent disco where they give you like the headphones and then you take off your headphones for some reason, it felt that like that same awkward energy was occurring. It's like, okay, people are having fun, but it's in their own world where like there's only a couple people in here and you just see what's happening over there. You're like, oh my God, holy shit. Like this person like five feet away from me in this empty room is just making out. But what makes it even worse is that Jacenia is just standing there. And she didn't take any of it. She said, fuck this. I'm going home. And a part of me was like, oh, my God, is she leaving, leaving? Goes back to the resort, sees the rest of the girls, and then Marissa is just losing it. Sweetheart, your boyfriend was fine. He was being a gentleman. And it got every woman there in a twirl, and it was bad. So after that... Chris and everyone's back at the beach and he's being very pouty. Yeah. So, I mean, it gets back to everyone. Like, obviously people are going to talk about it. Like that was the talk of the night was like, whoa, like, did you hear Chris and Alana were making out? Like, and everyone was like, who the hell is Alana? Like, I thought Chris and Jacenia were a thing. And everyone's like, yeah, like that's, that's why it's so weird. So like everybody knows like word, word travels really, really fast. And so the next day, like Chris, Chris is literally just being like a pouty little, like, Baby, Pinch. like, yeah, literally, like, <laughs> you wanted to say it, I, wanted I said to it say for it. you, but literally, like, he's just like pouting on the beach, and it's like, dude, you're the asshole here, like, you're thinking like everyone's coming for you, and it's like, own, like, own, own it, dude, like, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna be like a fuck boy, like, fucking own it. Do you know the term pick me girl or pick me boy? I do not. Okay, teach well, me. So, Chris reminds me of a pick me boy and a fuck boy in the same way, where it's like a I messed up. She doesn't like me, but she does like me. Like, I just want to be with the girl. Like, the pick-me girls are, like, the girls who are, like, only friends with, like, guys. And, like, oh, my God, like, Jake, no. That, that's, like, no, like, I'm Jake's best friend. And it's not, like, in the way, like, you're best friends of a guy. But it's, you have to just look it up on TikTok. But Chris reminded me of a pick-me boy that's just being all sad on the beach. Just being, like, nobody likes me. No one's my friend. And it's, like, you dug your own fucking grave, dude. And everyone caught you. The difference between Brendan and Piper is that no one saw their date because they were on their own. Chris, you decided to make an ass out of yourself. Yeah, they made literally no effort to like pretend to like, oh my God, like we're hitting it off so well. Like, look at us. Like the chemistry is just so natural. Yeah, it was so bad. And what we didn't even know, these people are so non-existent on social media 
that everyone was talking about how I guess Chris and Alana were talking about how many followers they'll get and this and the publicity and exposure. And again, I don't know who these people are and I don't know what purple drink they were having that they were thinking that two people who were night one and night two gal were going to get some huge old fame. Now, Grocery Store Joe is a night one guy. However, he was loved by America. And it, it is kind of contradictory for Joe to say, you aren't here for the right reasons. Like, no one who knows who the fuck you are. Joe, you are the exception to the rule on night one people. Everyone loved you, and everyone thought you were hilarious, and that's why you made it big. So I don't think Joe, being the therapist and mayor of Bachelor in Paradise, had a right to say the whole, no one knows who you are, like, you're irrelevant, like, you're here for the wrong reasons, because Joe... You would not be who you are if it weren't for social media. So back off just a little bit. But but so next, so we see Alana gets a date card, and obviously she takes Chris. And this to me was like the weird thing too. Like, again, literally does not even talk to Jasenia before going on the date. Like they it's talked a so little bad. bit like before she even asked her, or had before Alana even got the date card, we saw, I think they, I think um, Chris and Jasenia talked a little bit. And then like no, literally they, they didn't because she said to him, I swear, because that was when he's like, can I talk to you? She goes, no. She was like, I'm done with you. Like she didn't even give him the time. I'm pretty positive because I think Alana grabbed him. They went over. It might have happened, but I swear to God it didn't. But I don't know. But so anyway, so he doesn't even like talk to Jasenia at all before going on the date. Like he never like had the balls to like go break up with Jasenia and be like, yeah, obviously it's not going to be a fun conversation for him to go talk to her and be like. Hey, I basically played you like, you know, like, cause we saw that conversation with, with, with Piper and Brendan or Natasha and Brendan, and it's not a fun conversation to have. It's never breakup conversations are never fun, but it's still something you have to do. Like you don't just get Absolutely. to like, you don't just get to like not do it. Like ghosting someone I feel like is just like, even if you have like the like least serious relationship of all time, at least have like the decency as a human to be like, Hey, it's not you. It's me throughout whatever bullshit, like, mm-hmm. you know, stereo or like cliched line you want like but you at least have that conversation close the the book on a little bit don't just leave someone like hanging like I feel like that for Chris too is just like such like an asshole like immature move to be like I'm not even going to talk to her like I'm just too scared to go up and say anything like I'm just going to like go on this date with with Alana and hope everything's great so he goes on the date it was a weird date like it was so uncomfortable he literally tells her like and I thought she was almost like going to like back off him because he's like you have my rose forever now. Like, oh like, my God, I, I wanted like, to vomit. Literally like. And then their, their choreographed makeout, you need to like lay back because this, this will look hotter. I'm like, Be in a more dominant, dominant position. Like, it was so uncomfortable. It's just like so like calculated. And, and the funny part is, so they get back from the date that night. By now, word is spread around the house. People are like a united front. It Joe is, is taking Survivor no shit. Survivor and Lord of the Flies. It is like. Every man is wanting to stick Chris's head on a stick and Alana will go piggy style down a volcano followed by a rock. Spoiler alert if you haven't read that book. Great book, by the way. Great. Awesome reference. Thank you. So basically Joe and Riley kind of confront Chris and and call Chris out and basically be like, look, man, like you're, you're up to some shady shit. Like just own it. Like just be honest. Like stop, stop leaving, you know, Jasenia in the spot of like, you know, like just have the conversation, like man up, have the conversation, be like, look, yeah, I'm a shady asshole. Like, guess what? I feel like people, like at least myself, I almost respect it when people are like, and same goes for like Brendan too. Cause I think Brendan and Chris, like they both basically did the exact same thing. If you just own it and you're like, yeah, sorry, I played the game. Like, you know, you didn't pick up on it. Like I'm here for her. This it is my person. It makes you a like, better villain. It makes you exactly. a tolerable villain. Cause you're like, okay, you're a shitty person, but you're owning it like that's why i love demi like demi yes. demi knows like she's a homewrecker sometimes but she like owns it she's like yeah i'm gonna steal all your men absolutely and it's like i mean we didn't even talk about her because again w- this was way more important to talk about but demi had her down had her own downfall this week and i i feel bad but also at the same time i'm like demi you made this reckoning this is what's gonna happen anyway side note it's i've never seen anything like this happen before like have you ever remembered where two people have been essentially voted off the island. Like I love Survivor and I love that book. 
that I'm like, this is incredible. Like, can we make it like this where you think you can vote a couple off each week? Well, it's like a very new thing in Bachelor Nation because we saw it kind of first happen in, in Katie's season with Thomas yes. where we had like the Bachelor, they called it like the the union, like the house union like voted Thomas off basically. Or no, it was first it was with Carl where they're like, yeah, Carl all needs, like we all think Carl needs to go. And then Katie's like, okay, like Carl, you're going home. And then like Thomas, it kind of happened with him too. And then now we're seeing, like, I think contestants are just kind of realizing, like, oh, we can actually kind of dictate the terms. Like, if we if we all kind of, like, band together, we can get these rid of these people. Speaking of mean girls, how did Aaron not spot, uh, spot this, not only the Brendan situation, but even the Chris and Alana? We needed mean girl Aaron to really lead the pack. And where was he? Nowhere to be found. He's tunnel vision on, on Thomas. but He is. He is. But, I mean, it was all horrible situation and I think it just made us all more fired up because we're like what's going to happen with Brendan and Piper next week I loved though I absolutely loved I don't want to skip this I loved Joe and Riley just like exposing Chris like just <laughs> destroying him as a human like when 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 Joe is like so what's going on man and Chris is like you know well like you know me and Jacenia were great but you know things you know it's just I'm I'm cherished the time I had and I really hate this position <laughs> and Joe was just like just stop like you're not saying anything you're saying nonsense like just stop like I was like yes give it to me and then when Riley was just like you had a your tongue down another woman's throat the second I turned around I was like let's go let's go like, expose him I loved it it was I mean. I don't love the bullying sometimes, but you know what? Like, I when the think person deserves it, like, when they deserve it, I think bullying is a little bit like, you know, you like need to put them in their a place. healthy amount of bullying. It's not bullying <laughs> when it's like that it's, person did something like to be an asshole that deserves it. Like you're calling it out. Like, and so basically the house, like essentially it's just off. like, look, none of us are going to talk to you. None of us are going to engage with you at all. So like, you might as well just like leave. Like we're all done with you. Like none of us want you here. Oh my God. We, we can't not mention this though. So when they're attacking him during this, <laughs> can I say something? <laughs> can I say something? No. Like it was, I, my mom, like, and I were like peeing ourselves laughing. It was so this. funny. I have no boomer quotes this week. Sorry, mom. Um, but it was, it was incredible. Like, Jacenia just being like, no, we don't want to hear what you have to say. I'm like, damn, they're really not caring what these people have to say. And I, like they all said in the end part, I really hope they bring this energy into the next week about Brendan and Piper. Yeah. So the, the Chris and Alana, though, like lead the exit from the show. So they both go home and like their conversation right before they left. Absolutely so hilarious to me. Because like Chris is like, yeah, so I think I'm gonna go home because everyone hates me, and Al and Alana's like, well, what do I do? Like, am I've I supposed here to like stay? Hours. Like, what dude is gonna give me a rose right now? And then also like, so basically she's like, either I'm gonna get sent home like the next rose ceremony, or like I just go home now with you. But if I go home with you, then that means like we enter a relationship, and she's like, I'm not really looking for that. Like, I don't really see that with you almost. Like, or at least I'm not like ready for that. And it was so absolutely hilarious when they have like the SUV is ready to take them away. Oh Alana gets in hers first. Chris walks up to her car, starts to get in and she goes, Chris, this isn't your car. Like basically like instead of them riding off together, like literally like now he has like nothing. Like I don't see them going anywhere because to me, it, like that one truly seems like, oh, we're not even a relationship. Like no. this was solely for followers. Like, it was. I mean, I don't even want to date you. This was literally, we'll pretend to be dating just for followers. Exactly. I. It was. It was bad. Before we wrap up, let's. We'll touch base on just a couple, couple little things. Um, Becca and Thomas went on a date. I do see things. My mortal enemy. My mortal enemy. Um, kind of working out for them, at least for now, because I, I do think they really do like each other. And I'm optimistic on my end. Um, I Again, Aaron, though, like, pissed me off again this week, like, where, you know, he basically, he got his rose from Becca and then decides Chelsea shows up. Oh, oh I'm yeah, going to go on this date, date with too. Chelsea because, oh, they're both tall. But, again, if you... Add it to your bachelor drinking game list. Drink every time Aaron brings up height. Oh so, my god! But drink responsibly. Only do that if you don't have work the next day. Support Budweiser. They're our local uh, beer, according to Schnucks. Absolutely. So you can't get mad though, Aaron. Like if Becca goes on a date with Thomas, when you literally right before that you're going on a date with Chelsea. Like 
so it's like you can't like I have zero sympathy for him. And like, yeah, I think definitely I think Thomas is probably going to give his rose to Becca. I think Tammy, like you mentioned, kind of shot herself in the foot by not like putting herself out there, like basically giving her blessing almost. And then she did. Yeah. You know, like and because Becca Becca pulled her aside to what a good move. And honestly, Classy move. how how do you say no to someone who has gotten engaged to from The Bachelor, had her own season of The Bachelorette, got engaged to, and is now on Paradise? Like, she is royalty. Like, insane. And, like, Tammy, knowing good and well, I can't fuck over The Bachelorette. Like, there's no way. And it was a classy move by Becca, and I think Tammy just caught herself in a way that she's like, you know what? There's no way I'm not going to get out of this. So yeah. Uh, also Kenny and Mari, I think have now entered into where they are dating. Poor Demi. I mean, I think she did believe that since her and Kenny had had a sexual relationship that, that they were committed to one another. But I think Kenny ultimately realized as we brought up last week that, you know what, like having fun with Demi is great. And Demi is so fun and awesome. But a lot of drama too. A though. lot of drama, and I just think that I breakup felt conversation so bad. is every like every guy's worst nightmare on how a breakup's gonna go. Like I she feel she so she did it all. She did all of it. Like she was yelling at him. She was like crying. She like, was calling the other girl horrible names. Yeah, like literally, like think I about had like sex with you. Every guy's like like literally nightmare scenario for a breakup conversation. Like that was it. Like when she asked to go to the boom boom room twice, and he's a nighter. I'm like, oh, he's over this. And because, I mean, I felt so, because like Demi, I'm like, you are worth so much more than just sex. And I'm like, Demi, if you ever listen to us, like we still love you and we think you're awesome. But I just, I hated the fact that in that moment, the one thing that was being offered was the sex and then you being denied. Like that's just really a horrible feeling to feel that feeling denied and that maybe only the boom, boom room was the one thing keeping it together when in reality, like, Demi, you're going to find your person. It's going to be great. But please handle the breakups a little bit better because that was a nightmare. And as you said, every man would not want that. And her calling Mari those names, I think, was just immature. I think it was just the emotion of the moment kind of coming out. Like, I'm sure yes. Demi probably, like, looking at that back, like, eh, maybe I don't really like that. Yeah. Like, like Demi, you are a boss-ass bitch. You do, not, you do not need anybody to tell you your worth, especially when it comes to sexuality. I know that's a part of your game, but again, you are so much better than just offering up sex in order to make the relationship yeah, work. Yeah, it just came off like a little desperate this week, I would say. It did. It was and the vibe I got. It was desperate and mean, and I think this will go perfectly into our next transition of uh, predictions for next week. Unless Demi gets a rose from like James or Aaron, I think she's going home. Yeah, I definitely think Demi Demi's probably going home because, like you said, unless like a James or Aaron comes from like the clouds and, and does it, I could. Aaron, I think, will probably end up giving his to Chelsea because um, I don't oh, see yeah. him giving his to Becca after Becca goes on a date with his like mortal <laughs> enemy. Because um, I mean, that was if 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 Aaron does give his rose to Becca, then that'll be like the most fake thing on the planet. Because like Becca going on a date with Thomas when like he got so pissed at Tammy for going after Thomas. Mm -hmm. So like obviously like if he still if Aaron still gives his rose to Becca, that'd be the fakest thing ever. But I don't think he will. Um so men have the roses this week, right? Yes. So Natasha will be saved. I am guaranteeing. It. I think Ivan might come from the clouds and save Natasha. I think he will too. Um I could see Demi going home because really Kenny was kind of like her only option. But unless like James maybe comes from the clouds and, and saves Demi, I could potentially see that. I think Jasenia is going to go home. I think Jasenia probably will too. Um, just because there's nobody, unless Ivan maybe with Jasenia, but I don't mm -hmm. see Ivan giving Jasenia a second chance. I think Jasenia. Oh, and Deandra. Cause Deandra is amazing, but I think Ivan would probably save Natasha over Deandra because Natasha. I think well, and in, they're friends, and too. they're friends too. So, so that one I could see like more of a friend rose of like, hey, you got screwed over by Brendan and Piper. I think you deserve like another chance on the beach. I think it'll rose. come down to Deandra and Natasha between Ivan. That's yeah. that's my prediction of this week. Unless another woman pops up, then I have no idea um, because I don't know if McKenna or. Alea, which I forgot that those two even showed up. Alea said nothing. McKenna said nothing. And they're both beautiful girls, too, that I think deserve love. But they just didn't get the camera time because 
uh, Tunai Alana got way too much camera time. Yeah, and then last one, I think Tia could go home. Oh, yes, yes, I don't yes. really know unless, again, maybe James. James is kind of like the one He's guy the I feel like card. that's like could be anybody. Um, but then, yeah, so Noah, Noah and Abigail and Noah this week – my girlfriend Libby was made a hilarious comment. She was like, he looks like a cult leader. Like he had the white, like cotton shirt on, like buttons down, like just always has like the blank look on his face. We'll post a picture on our Instagram. I'm going to find, I'm going to snap one and put it up there. But he literally was giving off just like such cult leader energy of like being the guy everyone would seem to confide in this week and just like sitting there, like almost as like the wise old man, like, yeah, like, but we did see him and Abigail kind of repair their relationship, and they're back on solid ground. It seems I like. still don't believe it's love. I'm I'm so anti them, and I feel I love Abigail. I just don't I just don't think they're really connected. Like no one, I feel like is super connected. Like, this is the one season where I'm like, do people even like each other? I I just don't know. What about Kendall? I think I, Kendall could go home too. Oh yes. But I think she'll stay another week because, again, I told you. I, I don't saw think we're done with the Kendall and Joe drama. No, I don't think so either. I think Kendall will go on a date with. I think Kendall will get saved by someone, and then I think a guy will come down and ask her on a date. I don't know if Kendall will get saved. I think I think we're gonna see something this coming Monday or Tuesday. We're gonna see something before the next rose ceremony. Another discussion or maybe a date even between Kendall and Joe because Kendall has been pretty clear, like. I'm here for Joe. So I don't know that any guy would want to necessarily like waste his rose just to save her or keep her around. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So it's it'll be an interesting week. I think it's a lot less clear on on who's staying and who's going. Cause we just definitely had some big shakeups to the 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 beaches and it's a lot of people, you know, with the followers. I could see I could see the beach union turning on, you know, Brendan and Piper now. So I hope they do. I hope that same energy is brought into next Tuesday. And we're really coming down to the wire here. I think we only have until the end of the month. Let me look at my nifty nifty calendar. So we'll have an episode the 14th, the 21st, and the 28th. And I believe that's the end because then Queen Michelle is coming in um, in October. I believe it's October 19th. One last thing. Did you see that apparently the next Bachelor is from her season? It's from her season? Yes. Like I... I am psychic. I am convinced because everything we talked about in our pre-show uh, breakdown and everything, like Jack and I are making these crazy predictions about people knowing each other and all that stuff. And I had said, like, we have to consider Michelle's season. And then I said back, I'm like, no, because it'll start after it. Apparently they fell in love with some person and they think they're a perfect bachelor. So, yeah, I mean, there's just really no other good options, I feel like. There is. I don't want to be. I don't want to see it be Greg. No. I don't. Brendan would have been somebody I maybe would have said yes, but no, not Greg. Ivan was the only person I thought of, really. So I'm I could excited. see Ivan. So Wells on on Vile Files was talking about how like one person kind of gets like a bachelor edit on this season of Paradise, and I could maybe see it being Ivan, but I, I would love to see Ivan as bachelor. I don't know that. I don't know that like Ivan has like what the producers are looking for. Like Ivan's a little too like normal. And he's a timid. He, yeah. he he's not very like, oh, go for it kind of guy. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have that kind of like alpha male presence of like commanding the room. The the swagger is what I would say that Brendan yeah. has. Like the most of the bachelors have this like, like the cockiness a little bit. A little bit. Like I'm hot and I know it. Like yeah. Ivan's just so sweet. So we cannot wait to hear who the next bachelor is. I don't know when they're going to announce it. Maybe they'll try to keep it a secret, but the girls already know who are casted for it because production starts next month. Again, I'm a psychopath and I research way too much and try to stay spoiler free. Detective Amy. Detective Amy. I'm seriously thinking about becoming a private eye. It'd be great. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate all the support. Go ahead and follow us at twobuds underscore one rose on Instagram, and we will see you again next week.